We are the pure and chosen few, and all the rest are damned. There's room enough in hell for you. We don't want heaven crammed. The term the abominable fancy was supposedly coined by 19th century Anglican cleric F.W. Farrer, who I learned somewhat to my surprise was one of the ten pallbearers at the funeral of none other than Charles Darwin. The term refers to the very old theological idea that the suffering of the damned will provide entertainment for the saved in heaven. The idea can be traced at least as far back as Tertullian, an early Christian author active in the 2nd and 3rd centuries of the Common Era. In chapter 30 of his book, De Spectaculus, Tertullian writes, What a spectacle when the world and its many products shall be consumed in one great flame. How vast a spectacle then bursts upon the eye. What there excites my admiration? Why my derision? Which sight gives me joy as I see illustrious monarchs groaning in the lowest darkness, philosophers as fire consumes them, poets trembling before the judgment seat of Christ? I shall hear the tragedians, louder voiced in their own calamity, view play actors in the dissolving flame, behold wrestlers not in their gymnasia, but tossing in the fiery billows. What inquisitor or priest in his munificence will bestow on you? the favor of seeing and exalting in such things as these? Yet even now we in a measure have them by faith, in the picturings of imagination. In his famous work, The City of God, Saint and early church father Augustine of Hippo writes, They who shall enter into the joy of the Lord shall know what is going on outside in the outer darkness. The saints' knowledge, which shall be great, shall keep them acquainted with the eternal sufferings of the lost. Medieval theologian Thomas Aquinas wrote the following, in order that the happiness of the saints may be more delightful to them, and that they may render more copious thanks to God for it, they are allowed to see perfectly the sufferings of the damned, so that they may be urged the more to praise God. The saints in heaven know distinctly all that happens to the damned. From his Summa Theologica, 18th century Puritan preacher Jonathan Edwards, The sight of hell torments will exalt the happiness of the saints forever. Can the believing Father in heaven be happy with his unbelieving children in hell? I tell you, yea, such will be his sense of justice that it will increase rather than diminish his bliss. The Eternity of Hell Torments, Sermon, April 1739. 19th century Spanish saint and archbishop Anthony Mary Claret wrote the following, Once a soul is condemned by God, then God's friends agree in God's judgment and condemnation. For all eternity they will not have a kind thought for this wretch. Rather, they will be satisfied to see him in the flames as a victim of God's justice. The just shall rejoice when he shall see the revenge. Psalm 57.11 They will abhor him. A mother will look from paradise upon her own condemned son without being moved, as though she had never known him. The Pains of Hell, Ignatian Spiritual Exercises, as explained by St. Anthony Mary Claret. And from a Catholic Truth Society pamphlet comes the following. What will it be like for a mother in heaven who sees her son burning in hell? She will glorify the justice of God. Something of the abominable fancy seems to echo in the lurid Christian schadenfreude of some modern fundamentalist believers. 
When with poorly restrained smug delight, they warn others of the horrors of hell, while boasting with feigned modesty of their own salvation. The morally offensive absurdity or ugliness of the scenario should become evident when even a modicum of rational thought is applied. A supposedly good and loving creator subjecting his creations made in his own image to an eternity of nightmarish punishments for the transgressions they committed in a pittance of a finite lifespan and that a parent would become so morally deranged that they would rejoice in the torments of their damned children. Thank goodness I'm not a believer.